University of Arkansas head football coach Sam Pittman will be our second coach of the day. He is our second coach to be entering his second year, but appearing at SEC Media Days for the first time. Sam is a graduate of Pittsburgh State and inducted into their Hall of Fame in 1998. Uh, had an opportunity to spend time in Fayetteville in late February. Enjoyed a dinner with Sam and his wife, Hunter and Eric and Dave Van Horn and their spouses. Just a nice time to visit. I did learn a little bit about his affection for, mu for music. He has an actual jukebox in his office and plays the piano and guitar. He was a house roofer in his younger life. And in the hallway, we were talking about his social media post of swimming with the pigs uh, and almost swimming with the sharks, I guess, quite literally. So with that, it's my privilege to introduce the head football coach for the University of Arkansas Razorback, Sam Pittman. Uh, good morning, everybody. I'm so honored to be here and be the head football coach at University of Arkansas. Um, I want to thank Greg Sankey for all he did. I know a lot of coaches have, and, and every one of us, I guarantee, it wasn't because somebody started it. It's because they felt it and they meant it. Um, I have colleagues that are head football coaches in other conferences, and in our weekly meetings, uh, Commissioner Sankey, and sometimes bi-weekly meetings, we were so informed of everything that was going on in the, in the realm of college football, and I felt like we were certainly always ahead on our knowledge of what we had, and I want to thank you for that. Um, I also want to thank Hunter Juracek, our athletic director. Uh, he's a rock star. Uh, I think... You ask any head coach at Arkansas, and they'll say the same thing about him. He's my boss, obviously. I consider him and, him and his wife, Jennifer, our friends, and, and I'm very thankful, especially because he hired me. I brought Grant Morgan and Myron Cunningham with me today. Uh, if it's up to me, I'd have brought the whole damn team. Um, we have an outstanding football team that works extremely hard and uh, they bought into what we're selling and uh, I'm so appreciative of all of them including our coaching staff. Uh, Grant Morgan has, a, has his master's degree completed. He was a finalist for the Bullsworth Award, Burlsworth Award excuse me. Uh, he also was first team All-SEC player and he'll be one of our 11 super seniors coming back. I'm excited for you guys to talk to him because he's really, really a great young man. Uh, Myron Cunningham is also a super senior that we have, our left tackle. Turned down uh, several hundreds of thousands of dollars, in my opinion. Uh, we have a process and looked like he was going to go high, high in the middle rounds of the NFL draft last year. He elected to come back. It tells you something about our coaching staff, not myself about our assistant coaching staff. 11 super seniors, 12 what I'm going to call regular seniors coming back, which would be a total of 23. Um, I'm proud of our coaching staff. I think a lot of those guys coming back, as I've said before, is because of 
our coaching staff. When I hired our coaches, it was about communication, about the most powerful thing coming from your body is your mouth. And we wanted people who understood how to teach. We wanted people who understood uh, uh, how to talk to kids when, when they had times of need, when at times, if you communicate with somebody on a, on a regular basis, it's not so hard to say something that might come off as something they don't want to hear. If you wait a while, it's very difficult to have that conversation. You know, I learned something, I learned a lot of things as a head coach and continuing to learn. Um, one of them was as soon as your bowl game's over or what was supposed to be our bowl game last year, uh, people start coming after your coaches if they're any good. I'm very proud that we were able to keep our three coordinators and our strength coach. Uh, we, we were able to keep Barry Odom, uh, who has been very valuable to me. Uh, obviously, he was the head coach at Missouri in this league. Uh, I bounce things off of him frequently. Uh, he and I, believe it or not, he and I walk quite a bit. Now, he looks like he does, and I look like I'm on his back, but I'm really walking. But we, we go out there, and we walk, and we talk, and and we uh, discuss the team. It's a great uh, uh, 45 minutes so, so I can learn a little bit more about being a head coach. I love Kendall Browse. He's our offensive coordinator. I like his swagger. I like his confidence. I like his offense. Um, there's so many decisions that you have to make as a quarterback, and you have to make them fast. And he's a great teacher of that. And I'm awful happy we were able to keep him. Scott Fountain came over with me from Georgia. He's actually my neighbor there, and by golly, he's my neighbor over there uh, in Fayetteville now. Um, but he elected to come with us from Georgia. I tell you about him, he's loyal, he's a good recruiter, he's a hard worker. Our special teams will get better. I think last year, especially through the COVID and not knowing exactly who you have each and every week, and sometimes you lose a few players on Friday, uh, Scott did an outstanding job. And then the last coach I want to talk about is Jamil Walker, uh, certainly slash Ed Ellis, uh, but those two guys have done a great job with this. You know, the weight room's for a lot of reasons. The biggest reason I know is for confidence. Uh, you're building strength, you're building weight, you're building, uh, getting them in shape, but you're also building that confidence, and that's something I felt like the University of Arkansas football team needed. On our football schedule, um, we are the defending national champions of the hardest football schedule in college. Uh, I've looked towards next year, and I think we're going to three-peat in that area next year. However, we're the University of Arkansas in the Southwest Conference West, exactly where we belong, and we're excited about those challenges. We have, we're going to renew some old Southwest Conference rivalries the first two weeks of the season at Donald W. Reynolds Stadium. In Rice, Rice is very, very physical. Uh, beat Marshall. I believe they were the first team to beat Marshall. Marshall was 7-0, ranked in the top 20 in the country. Uh, very well-coached team. Uh, we're excited to renew that rivalry in our stadium. The second week, we play the University of Texas. And I'm not for sure if anybody's called a much better game than Coach Sarkeesian did in the national championship game when he was offensive coordinator at Alabama. So we have high respect for both of those teams. Uh, obviously, the older folks in the state of Arkansas, 
uh, are revved up about uh, the Texas game. Uh, I read something where at one point during that rivalry, if you had Arkansas tags and you crossed into the Texas border on a away game, that you were not going to be sold any gas until you got back into Arkansas. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But if it is true, now that's a rivalry. Crossover game this year is with Georgia. Um, I was going to ask um, Commissioner Sankey if Georgia's moved over to the SEC West because we played them two years in a row. But uh, with Georgia, we're excited to go back there. Jamie and I have uh, such outstanding friends there, certainly on the coaching staff. Uh, and, and the reason I mentioned Georgia's, uh, one, it's our crossover game, but the other is because um, of the indebtedness that I feel towards Kirby Smart. You know, Kirby uh, was very good to me. I wouldn't be the head coach at University of Arkansas without him. And uh, we're looking forward to going back there and seeing our friends and certainly trying to compete against one of the best football teams in America. I'm proud of our state. I'm proud of our university and especially our players. For y'all who don't know much about Arkansas, it's a proud damn state. It's a beautiful state hard-working, loyal, honest people. Our university is graduating their students. 100% of our football team that were seniors that exhausted their eligibility graduated. 100% of all student athletes in every sport last year who exhausted their senior eligibility graduated from the University of Arkansas. Eight of our, what I'm going to call regular seniors have already graduated before the season begins. We have the best city in the SEC voted by U.S. News and World Report for the six years, for the sixth year in a row. 19 returning starters, nine on offense. On offense, we, we will return the entire offensive line, tight ends, running back position. Majority of our wideouts and certainly we lost our quarterback, Felipe Franks, to free agency to the Atlanta Falcons. On defense, we have 10 returning starters. The one that we, is not returning is John Marshall, who was a six-round draft pick of the New York Jets. We have our entire secondary coming back, our entire linebacker group, and all but John Marshall coming back on the D-line. Along with, we, we did enhance our football team, we believe, with some transfer portal kids there. Our players are currently uh, vaccinated at 89%. Our building is a little over 92% COVID vaccinated. Terry Prentice, we hired for, uh, to, to uh, build our flagship program in NIL. We are the first athletic department in the nation to hire a senior level administrator to specifically oversee student athlete brand development. We feel he and his staff will be a great advantage for us. Lastly, I want to tell you we, we love this football team. They believe in being blue collar, hardworking, tough, physical group of men. We'll be better. I don't know what that means in wins and losses but excited to get started and get back into Don W. Reynolds Stadium full of fans calling the Hogs. I'll take your questions.
Thank you, Coach Pittman. If you have a question, raise your hand. We'll get Victoria Lawrence or Fuller to you. We'll start down here front, Coach, uh, on the second row with Tom. Hey, Sam. Tom Murphy, Arkansas Democrat Gazette. So you got all these super seniors and regular seniors. I think 23 was the number. 23. Um, does that equate to a big jump? What has to happen to make a jump in, in this league? Uh, you know, I wish I knew that. We'd jump all over the place. Um, here's what I do know, that it'll be hard work. Um, you know, the weight room, the, summer, the, the process of the program, uh, the belief in the program. I mean, you can't. You can't beat anybody if you don't start out thinking you're going or believing you're going to. Uh, I think that has changed over the last year. Um, but I think it's just building on what we have done and getting better and, and getting a few uh, uh, additions to help our football team. But we've got enough players on our team to have a good football team as long as we buy in and we work hard and we execute. Coach, we'll go to the center section along the right aisle. Trey? Coach, Trey Biddy, hogsports.com, 24-7 sports. You mentioned that you have so many starters returning, but you also had mentioned that you expect some battles and some competition with me earlier, particularly at offensive line at the guard spots, Ty Clary, Bo Limmer, Luke Jones, Brady Latham. How do you see those battles shaping up, and, and where else could we see some real competition with returning I think, starters? I think, Trey, there's going to be battle all the way up to first game at the guard position. You know, Bo – Right now is currently behind Ty Clary, and, and on the other side, Brady uh, Latham is behind Luke Jones. I, that's a that's an on-paper depth chart. I mean, to me, they're both 1, 1A, whatever it may be. Uh, but that competition will make you better, obviously. Uh, but uh, I'm excited about that battle. I think we've got to find out who number two is at running back. You know, I think that's a big uh, spot there. Um, K.J. Jefferson is our quarterback. Now, uh, does he have competition? You're dang right he's got competition. But uh, he has proven that he can uh, play well uh, in the Southeastern Conference in, in a game. He started one game, but uh, he played well during that game. So in the secondary, you have some battles at safety, you know, um, um, certainly some good battles there. And then there's battles everywhere on the D-line. I think we're pretty much figured out the linebacker spot, you know, with – I think we'll play at least three of those guys on a regular with Henry uh, Bumper Pool and, of course, um, Grant Morgan. So we've got, we've got battles all over the place in punter, kickoff man, uh, and field goal kicker. Uh, but, I'm, I, I'm, you know, a lot of times you have battles, you might not be very good at that position. I think we're good there. I just think we've got to figure out who the starter is. Coach, we're going to go right in front of us in the center section. Hello, Coach. How you doing? <clears throat> Jerry Hamilton, Tuscaloosa News. You play, or yeah, you play on the road at Georgia, Alabama, Ole Miss, and LSU, and then you host Texas A&M. Can you kind of tell uh, tell us about how, or tell us the importance of this year's off season with that uh, brutal schedule coming up this year? <laughs> well, it's good to see you too, buddy. Um, <laughs> well, you know, you just got to take them one week at a time. You know, we have eight in a row. Uh, eight games in a row, uh, very conscious about that. Um, then we have a bye, and then, of course, we finish with the final four. But uh, for us to have a successful season, we're going to have to stay healthy. Uh, our depth is much better than it was a year ago, but it's certainly not where we want it to be. But uh, we've got to be very conscious of 
that eight-game stretch. And, of course, you're right. We have three games right there in a row where we're on the road. And, and uh, certainly uh, we will tweak possibly what we do at practice depending on who we have available and certainly the vibe, the feel of our football team physically. Coach, we're going to stay in the center section just a row back. Sam, uh, Wilson Moore, Columbia, Missourian. You talked about Barry Odom earlier, but I was just wondering, what did he bring to the defense? What did he provide his first year as coordinator? Just a lot of confidence. Our players believe in him. You know, whatever comes out of his mouth, that's what he's going to do, and and uh, that's what he's planning on doing as well. Um, you know, we weren't as multiple on defense last year, and I'll be honest with you, we just – we didn't have enough defensive linemen, uh, to be honest with you, to put on the field at one time. Uh, uh, we we felt we feel like we've solved that problem, where we can go back. You know, Barry's an 0-4-3 guy, along with a little bit of man, a little bit of odd front and and uh, things of that nature, a little bit of under front. Uh, we weren't able to do much of that, and and therefore uh, we didn't get anybody in second long. I think I think the biggest thing that we're trying to. Um, emphasize this year is that we can put people in second and eight, second and 12, second and whatever it may be instead of second and four and five. And, and we didn't do a very good job of that last year. And part of it was schematics. Part of it was uh, we didn't take as many chances on first down. I think we'll do more than that. But to answer your question specifically about Barry, uh, our kids believe in him and so do I. Coach, we'll go in the center section alongside the right aisle. Connor Guerra, Saturday Down South. Sam, you spent part of your life in the Big 12 region of the country. I'm curious what your reaction was to hearing the report yesterday about Texas and Oklahoma reportedly reaching out to the SEC about joining the league. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I really haven't thought about that much. I'm, I'm so nervous about the schedule we have coming up and all that. I haven't paid much attention about it. But I will say this. I know we're going to play Texas this year. You know, we play them September 11th and – we're very excited for that, and I apologize. I, I really haven't thought about it much. Okay, we'll go back over here on our left-hand side alongside the aisle. Coach, uh, Drew DeArmond, WZZN Radio, Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, first, I wanted to ask you about Traylon Burks and how you've seen him grow as a player. Uh, he's obviously, I think, one of the most dangerous offensive players in the SEC. And then, uh, second part, I know you're one of the best recruiters in the country. How do you approach the transfer portal, and do you save scholarships on the back end of a class maybe to fill needs for your team each year? Man, oh, man. Those are two really good questions. Um, Traylon Burks is what, – what he needed to do to become a standout of unbelievable players get in better shape. And we talked to him about that. Just going out there hunting and hunting them hogs wasn't really getting him in the greatest shape in the world. Uh, so he had to do more than just that. Um, he has done that. He's lost some weight. He looks good. He's more confident, things of that. Nature. He's got 5X hands. I mean, he's just a tremendous uh, person, a, a, a South Arkansas, Warren, Arkansas kid. Uh, the second part of your question was? Transfer portal. Transfer. Thank you. I made 18 on my ACT. So <laughs> I, and I, hey, I'm not bragging. But uh, I kind of am. But uh, the transfer portal, um, I think the transfer portal just kind of happens. In other words, I don't have a set. You know, we're low on scholarships right now. And so 
at this point, we might be, we're going to get this guy or this guy, or we're just not going to take anybody else and, uh, and hold them for the transfer portal. You know what I mean? Um, I know uh, the transfer portal is going to be that. You know, it's a shame. There's a lot of kids in the transfer portal who don't have a scholarship. You know, uh, it's a shame. Um, and part of it, you know, once you go to the transfer portal at the University of Arkansas, you sure ain't transferring back in, you know. I'm pretty sure if I asked Jamie if I go transfer for a week and figure it out, and then would she let me come back, the probably answer would be uh, no. And so that's how we feel about it at our place, too. And unfortunately, the kids are getting, you know, not doing their homework because they're not basically not un unable to. Um, but answer your question we probably will hold two or three a year probably not many more than that coach will go over to the right side on the near aisle about three quarters of the way back hey coach uh, anthony dasher ujsports.com i know you've spoken off often about your fondness for your time at georgia i'll just you know i know you may have answered this question before but just what you i guess learned the most working for coach mark this program and what parts have you tried to apply to what you're doing in arkansas a lot of it's about the system you know certainly the practice plans, the practice schedule, whom I'm not speaking for Coach Smart, uh, whom I'm sure he took a lot of that from when he left Alabama with Nick Saban. And uh, I love the practice schedule like that. The relentless pursuit of athletes is what Kirby Smart does. It's fourth and a half inch every day at the University of Georgia, and therefore that's why he's done such a nice job of coaching and such a nice job of recruiting. But I learned the importance of we're in the SEC. It's different. It just means more. And if it's going to mean more, you better get players. And uh, he taught me that as well. I've, I've always had a knack for recruiting, uh, but it certainly, what do you call it, it's the word, wrenched up uh, working there at the University of Georgia. And by the way, the folks there in the state of Georgia were outstanding to Jamie and I. Coach, we'll go back down here front to Tom. Yeah, hey, Tom Murphy again, Arkansas Democrat Gazette. You've got a lot of defensive backs and had some six, six DB looks in spring. Um, is that a product of what your roster looks like right now or the trends in college football that d d dictate that? Well, I think it depends on who you're playing, obviously, and that's, you know, you have to be ready for that. You know, if you look at it, we're – we're sitting with three D linemen, two linebackers, and six defensive backs. You know, basically might be a base depth chart for us. Uh, certainly that's not where we want to stay. We want to be able to play a four-down four line, obviously, and we feel like we're going to be able to do that. But to answer your question, yes, probably it's, it was what uh, we had when we walked in, and that's where our better players were. So Barry certainly did studies. He, he knew how to run a three-man front, but he did studies uh, through other colleges uh, to see how they're running that uh, program because the bottom line is all of us want to get the best players we have on the team on the field at the same time. Hey, we'll go back over here on the left. David? Hey, Coach. David Basel with 103.7 The Buzz. You know, there's an old saying, I believe it, that uh, a team takes on the personality of its head coach. I always felt that way when I played. If that's true, what kind of personality is this Razorback team going to have this year? Well, I hope they're very confident, talk with their pads. There's no reason to say a lot of things. that can't let my butt override my mouth. Um, 
if you want to get something done, you got to go physically do it. You got to go take it. Um, the only way you can win, the only way you have a chance to win is play hard. That's the only way you have a chance. Then you have to have, be knowledgeable. You have to be unafraid. You have to be all those things. But I guess the most thing is that I believe I'm at the University of Dam Arkansas and is the best university in the country, and that's what I want them to believe. And if they do that, then they're going to go out there and play hard. Coach, we'll go right down here in the center to Scott. Hey, Sam. Scott Rapolet from the Baton Rouge Advocate. I walk every day. I'm, I'm not too svelte yet either, but, you know, uh, I'm, I'm glad you're, you're out there doing it. Uh, I see you've been coaching for over 30, well over 30 years. And the last year, year and a half, what's it been like to try to stay relevant as a coach in current with all the change? Have you, have you ever seen more change in a short period of time as a coach? And how do you try to stay, you know, on top of your game, as it were? Well, that's difficult, you know, um, um, because I'm a big guy. I am who I am, you know. Um, so, um, but you have to stay relevant, you know, and it's difficult. You know, I, I don't have, I've got an Instagram account, but I'm, I don't want to get on it. You know, uh, Twitter, I'm pretty good at Twitter. I don't tweet much, but I'm pretty good at reading, you know, and so, uh, our assistant coaches, our young guys, they kind of teach me some of that stuff, you know, a little bit more. And um, But to stay relevant, it's, you know, really just trying to find out from the kids what's important. And, and then if it's important to them, then it's damn sure important to me. And then that, that's when I learn the best. Coach, we're going to go in the center section uh, about midway back. Corey Diaz with the Greenville News in South Carolina. Sam, uh, going back to your time under Kirby at Georgia, Shane Beamer also spent some time with you there as well. How confident are you in his ability to, to, to lead the South Carolina football team uh, back to a, a position of prominence in the SEC East Division? And then two, have you spoken with him at all and have you lent to him any advice uh, as he enters his first year as the head coach? Well. Let's answer the first one. He's going to do a great job at South Carolina. He's prepared. He was ready for that job. He's going to do a great job. He's going to do a fine job over there. Um, we've spoken uh, several different times. Um, he doesn't really need my advice. You know, I um, we, we've kicked a few things back and forth between the two of us, but um, he's going to do a good job. South Carolina's going to be happy they, they hired him. Which will stay in the same section, just a few rows up. Hi, Sam. Eric Blum, Columbia Daily Tribune. We talked to Missouri head coach Eli Drinkwitz earlier today, and when he was asked about the Texas-Oklahoma news, he preferred to say he preferred the rivalry with you guys and focusing on the one he currently has. How do you evaluate the state of the Missouri versus Arkansas rivalry, and what does it mean to have that game to your program every year? I think it's a, a very good rivalry. You know, um, obviously we haven't. We haven't been on the winning side of that in the last five years. Uh, I think the last time we beat Missouri was my last year at Arkansas as the offensive line coach. But um, certainly when Barry was the head coach over there, they, they beat, Missouri, beat Arkansas four times in a row. And so it's probably any time, it might be a little bit uh, more of a rival for the people that are getting their butt kicked. You know, uh, I don't know. You'd have to ask Eli, but... We've been getting ours done, and I, you know, I love the the fact that Missouri's close to us. Uh, Eli and I are good friends, and and uh, but at the same time, 
were very competitive as well. And I'm glad we look at it at Arkansas as Missouri as our number one rival. We have time for two more. We'll start here in the front on the right-hand aisle. Trey. Trey Biddy Hawk Sports. Coach, you mentioned uh, some battles in the secondary, and we all know about Jalen Catalan and Monteric Brown, probably one of the more underrated players in the conference. <clears throat> I was curious if you could go into some detail on you know, where some of that competition is, who's involved, and maybe a young guy or a dark horse or something yeah. that might well, be emerging. Yeah, Brooks and Slusher, you know, they're in there. Slusher's kind of battling with some other areas, you know, as well. Ch Chavis is, is definitely in a battle with Joe, and, and uh, um, uh, Simeon Blair has got a battle as well going on with him. Um, uh, the two corners, you know, uh, Clark and Day-Day, uh, they certainly are in a battle, and and of course uh, Kyrie and Mo Brown. So I, I think if you go one and two deep, that's probably the most talented uh, position that we have is the secondary. They're also very very aggressive. In other words, they're they're great leaders. Uh, you don't have to worry about that group and their work ethic. Trent Gordon would also be a guy that certainly battling Blair and or Fouché and or Brooks. He's another guy that came in. So a lot of battles right there between those guys. All right, Coach, we'll take one final question over on our left-hand side. Hey, Coach, Kate Thomas, WFB-TV in Baton Rouge. I know that you're one of the few head coaches in college football that has an offensive line background. Do you consider yourself uh, the torchbearer for your offensive line brethren? And what can you do to help other offensive line coaches become head coaches? Uh, you know, what you don't realize, thank you for the question. What you don't realize is, you know, if you're an offensive line coach, you talk to 20 people every day. It's not like you have two, five guys in your room or this, that, and that. So you are coordinating a team of basically half the offense, you know. Um, you have to understand secondary play because you have, that helps you understand blitzes. You have to understand uh, caps. You have to understand different fronts, what they mean. Uh, so you're very knowledgeable, all these offensive line coaches are. I certainly don't want to be the torchbearer. <laughs> you know, I don't want that kind of pressure uh, on me. But I would like to see if they're qualified and they're ready to go. I think, I think a big part of me being the line or excuse me, being the head coach at Arkansas was because I was there at Arkansas before, and I think uh, Mr. Yurchek understood the passion I had I had to be qualified, but I think a big part of mine was a passion I had for the University of Arkansas, too. So I think it kind of worked in hand-in-hand in hand that way. But I certainly want to do a good job for the state of Arkansas and for the university and certainly for offensive line coaches so they might have this wonderful opportunity in the future. Coach Pittman, thank you for your time this morning.